Hey, Bastin. Jay and Silent Bob are coming to raid your fridge, smoke your weed, and make you laugh hysterically while they do it. How do you like them apples? Friday, October 7th at the Wilbur Theater. Catch Jay and Silent Bob get old. Grab your tickets now by clicking on the link at csmod.com. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. Yo, Red Bank, New Jersey. Jay and Silent Bob are gonna snooch to your motherfucking nooch. I don't even know what that means. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater on October 8th. Special guest, tell them Steve Day. Get your tickets at CountBasieTheater.org. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater, October 8th in Red Bank. Word. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast, where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Going to New York Comic Con in October? Well, Jay and Silent Bob are giving you one more reason to fangasm. Uh, you might want to clean that up. Friday, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Catch a live performance of the popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Dust off that Batman costume that's three sizes too small. Or, fuck it, don't wear a costume. Just wear some type of clothing, because, you know, you don't want to get arrested. And get ready to enjoy a thick layer of gooey comedy jizz with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Jay and Silent Bob get old, live in New York, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Tickets on sale now. For more info, go to csmod.com. This is not bad. With Will Wilkins. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. And if you want to take part in the conversation right along with us, please do us a favor. Throw the hashtag NetHeads within your comments on Twitter, and we will we'll enjoy the heck out of you right alongside mm-hmm. of us. Yes, we will. I guess that's the best way to put it, right? 
Yeah, well, I, well, I would hope to enjoy the heck out of anyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As a matter of fact, sometimes hell, we'll pay to enjoy that. What? Never mind. <laughs> I, yep. <laughs> so anyway, welcome. Uh, we are uh, we're we're enjoying the Labor Day weekend. Yes, that's what we're doing, my friends. I don't know about you, but it is the uh, Labor Day weekend. It is. I think it's funny. It's called the Labor Day weekend, but I, we really don't do a lot of work. Well, um, an interesting factoid: I was born on Labor Day weekend. I so your birthday has already happened, and I missed it. Yes. Oh, how good of me! Happy birthday, Trent. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, always get to know your co-host intimately. <laughs> I've been I've been talking to Trent now for well over a year, every, almost every single weekend. I don't think you missed my birthday. <laughs> this is what happened when you disconnect from your social media. I get on Twitter a little bit, not so much on I did not realize how much I relied on Facebook to know when people were born. That well, if, if if Facebook is good for anything, it's not missing birthdays. Uh, yeah, definitely, because it it tells you. <laughs> yep, it, right off the bat, it tells you when everybody, you know, when they were born, everything. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of Labor Day, actually, um, this is like the first year where they're having the big uh, MDA telethon, and Jerry Lewis is not involved, is he? No, huh? Not this year. Who's standing in though? Uh, you know, I think they have a bevy of hosts. One of them is the, uh, the host from The Biggest Loser, Allison Sweeney. Oh, okay. You know, I, I think they're just having people step in. I think. Right. I, I'm, what do I know? I'm well, not a who, TV expert. Who else could have that kind of stamina to stay in there for the entire run? I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't think Jerry did or, you know, here's the thing about it. It used to be. Back in the day that the Labor Day, uh, the Mustacle, the Mustacle? Never mind. Let's just say the MDA (laughs) telethon. Muscular Dystrophy Association telethon. Yes, yes. Jerry's kids. Uh, Mm -hmm. It used to be that telethon. Telethon. Okay, take two. Let's just (laughs) hold on a second, everybody. Welcome to NetHeads, everyone. (laughs) Kidding. Um, uh, Uh, apparently, mine's in gear, mouse in neutral. <laughs> With the muscular dystrophy telethon. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it used to be that it was a major event, you know, back when there were only like four or five channels in the world. Right. And, you know, and you, it was your chance to see the Smothers Brothers followed up by some guy that had juggled machetes hanging upside down, you know, and... <laughs> Another guy would bring in a hor- a horn a, a, a horn playing seal. You know, these are the kind of things right. that you know. And then followed up with uh, like Zsa Zsa Gabor coming on, or or uh, I can't even remember the who who anyway. Uh, never mind. I, I'm dating myself now. I'm so old. I officially can both remember people that were on telethons and forget their names and not remember them exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it used to be a major thing, but now I mean, we've got so much exposure and so many events. I mean, isn't it kind of an outdated concept in a way? Well, I even think of of, of times, say, like um, when Hurricane Katrina happened and they did that telethon type thing with all the celebrities. That itself, uh, while a very good cause, seemed almost like a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you've got – I mean everyone is just so big-headed and big-minded. They always want to say their own thing and push their own agenda whenever they're on air that this uh, – I don't know. Rarely do you find 
you know, people coming together for a good cause anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because then actually the one thing about that telethon though is that, I mean, it took over what they did it smart. They did it prime time on all of the major networks. Right. So, exactly. so they set that time aside. They said, forget our primetime programming and let's make sure it doesn't matter if they're on cable, rabbit ears or what they're going right. to get it. And, and that's what they did, which is a, which was a really good thing. It really sure. was. And, and you know, that's maybe the kind of way that you would handle such a thing now. You know, maybe that's the way it should be done. I mean, well, but then a- you run into, then you run into the problem of, you know, well, if we do it for one nonprofit organization, we got to do it for them all. Yeah, well, that's why they just need eight. No, never mind. I'm not even going to go down that route. I was about to say one of the worst things I've ever said on air, and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> that's why they need a natural disaster associated with the Muscular Dystrophy Association. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? Seriously, Will, come on. <laughs> I think the drink has gone to his head. <laughs> Freaking moron. Oh, that is just terrifying. I'm. But yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mike B702 uh, says on Twitter, uh, I'm surprised Seacrest is not in on the MDA show this year. That guy uh, yeah. sure could use the work. <laughs> <laughs> what isn't he on? I mean, oh, so yeah, he, he's, I wonder, like the, he's like the ne- this generation's Dick Clark. Yeah, which, you know, was about to lead me to my next comment. I wonder if he's if Dick Clark's finally going to take a break this year. <laughs> Like, buddy, come on. We, we're glad you're, you've proven you can still do it. You've proven yeah. you can do it. But really, when it, when it comes time to that countdown, buddy, let's just let's let somebody let else go. carry that one. Just let it go. Yeah. Or can we just pull some audio of Dick from a previous year counting down? You, you know, know, it would surprise me if that's what's been happening for like the past 10 years. <laughs> Von Cleef obviously just heard my MTA disaster comment. Just like, damn, Will. Uh, but you know, there's a, there's a lot going on this weekend. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I did a little something yesterday. Well, first of all, with the Labor Day weekend, uh, and right. by the time you're catching this after the fact, originally I thought it'd be really cool if we talked about the, uh, the marathons coming up for the Labor Day weekend. Right. And I think my intention was that for last weekend, maybe. I'm not yes. necessarily sure. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, but we didn't do it. Uh, no. and so it, like this, it's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, I want to say stupid to really go over them now because <laughs> it's, but it's, unless you're listening live, it's not going to matter. Yeah. It, well, even if you are listening live, hell, you've missed some of the really cool ones. Like, right. you know, Chiller had a fear factor marathon from like 8 p.m. Oh, to 2 a.m. Right, yeah. And like one of the cool ones, BBC America from Friday at 11 p.m. to 9 p.m. Saturday was running Battlestar Galactica. Oh, nice. But the, but the real ones you have to look for are the Labor Day ones because those are the ones where it, it's really Labor Day, first of all. And you right. know, everyone is, is, I don't understand, uh, why everyone has their picnic or barbecue on Labor Day other yeah, than just- celebrating that they're not at work because <laughs> most people will in turn destroy themselves and you still have to go to work the next day. Right. Yeah. But you know, some of the big ones, they always happen on on Labor Day itself. And for example, uh, is it FX? FX is celebrating the fact that they're going to be carrying How I Met Your Mother in syndication oh, yep. now. Yep, that's right. By having a How I Met Your Mar- Mother marathon. Yep. Which actually, that would be a marathon if I had no friends and family and I wanted to sit around and watch TV. That would be one I'd want to sit down and watch. Sure. Yeah, that is a just a smartly written show, if you ask me. 
Um, and speaking of FX, uh, they've kind of partnered up with IFC, and they're gonna, IFC is going to be airing Wilfred, um, six episodes of Wilfred on Monday as well. Oh, really? Or they're owned yeah. by the same company, maybe? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, what are some of the other ones? Actually, another really <laughs> cool one from midnight to eight PM would would have been the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer marathon on the Chiller Network. Remember yes. when networks had to have like three letters to identify themselves, but now you have <laughs> yeah. like Clue, Chiller, Fear. Uh huh. What, what are these? I, I don't well, know. I I I think if uh, I think in the directory it's just under C H I L for that's, Chiller. That's still four letters, man. I can't track. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. So I just I just don't know how to deal. But you know, marathons aside, we got something big about to drop, son. We got Talk the we got the Sons of Anarchy returning. Oh. And awesome. They've been doing season recaps on FX. Yeah, I know. How dope is that? That it, it's great for me because there's things I I've totally forget about the first season i go back and watch i'm like oh my that's right yeah well one of the cooler things that happened when it came to to running shows um was uh, with um the uh breaking bad on amc they they decided you know it's a dvr culture and we uh want to be able to make sure that people for free can have a way to get caught up on this series because it's one of their hallmarks, one of their landmarks, one of their big ones. You know what I mean? Right. And so they, for like the most of last summer, or was it short now? No, actually, I think it started in November of last year because it was shortly after I moved back into my house. Um, they had started running on Wednesday nights in a dead time slot, like at midnight, noon to twelve thirty. Okay. They were running back to back episodes, one after the other of, uh, of the entire series run. Oh, really? Yeah. So just they, nonstop all the way through. Yeah. So that way you, you set your DVR on it. And then you have appointment time to go back and watch it later because you're not going to be staying up that late to watch it. Or they were trying to make sure that, you know, the subject matter is cooking meth and they wanted to make sure maybe the meth heads <laughs> could get caught up on it. Not to be confused with net heads. I'm saying meth heads. I, I think meth heads have probably stolen televisions though at that point. Good point. So, uh, but they don't have the, they don't have the perpetual income for cable. So this, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That so makes- that, so that was a way I was able to get caught up on breaking bad. Sure. Uh, you know, I didn't have to go the Netflix DVR route uh, or the Netflix route that I did with uh, Sons of Anarchy. But, I mean, like, what are some of the things that you are looking forward to with the uh, oncoming season of uh, Sons of Anarchy, man? Oh, well, for one thing, um, earlier in the season, well, it, no, it was in the off season, right afterwards, um, Kurt Sutter had, he had tweeted and I think he even wrote a blog post about it, if I remember correctly. Um, at, he had gone into a Harley shop. And he had seen a Harley dealership who was making some knockoff Sons of Anarchy paraphernalia that they were selling. And he was livid about this because, I mean, he's getting royalties off the stuff that's made and you can purchase through the FX store. Um, so he had, he had, he'd went on a rant and said, you know, Harley Davidson is going to be written out of the Sons of Anarchy story. Uh, and he was going to interject, uh, Victory, which is uh, the Polaris, uh, they make uh, you know snowmobiles, uh, four wheelers, side by sides. Um, their motorcycle company. He was going to write them into the script, and so I'm wondering: a, that number one, I'm wondering if we're actually going to see him deviate from using such an iconic 
motorcycle club, yeah. uh, you know, piece as Harley Davidson. Yeah, no doubt. And and I've tried and I've I've looked and searched and everything and I can't find anything saying yes he is or 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 no he didn't write them out of the script. So in other words, there was that dangling unresolved thing. Yes, ex- well, yeah, exactly. And and I feel I feel badly for Harley Davidson because um, these every shop is independently owned and operated. Right. So just because one shop happened to be selling some knockoff stuff inside theirs doesn't necessarily mean that you know that was Harley Davidson sanctioned. Yeah. So, so they really, uh, yeah, what are you going to do though? Hey, you know, speaking of, uh, of, of the Sons of Anarchy and Kurt Sutter, did you notice some of the, uh, some of the things that, that suddenly came down the pike when it can't on, uh, on the, uh, Sutter Inc. Twitter? Oh, no. Is it back up? Seriously, dude. What is it? I have less of a life than you, but I know this stuff. Well, I had I had a birthday to celebrate. <laughs> that zing. Okay, <laughs> I can't I can't argue with that one. <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had a birthday to celebrate, family to visit with. You know, people uh, actually enjoying my life and stuff. But you know, whatever. It's okay, Will. Please try and I've just given you ammunition to hold against me for at least two more shows. Yes, absolutely. The first interesting one was a photo that was posted. Okay. Uh, but it was also kind of creepy because it was a just a photo of some Sutter Ink stationery. And if you know the Sutter Ink logo, it's Sutter, then a uh, like a, a stylized skull. Right. And then the word ink next to it. Almost like if it was a tattoo. Right. Exactly. Well put, sir. Yeah. And with the number 66666. <laughs> which is which that was really the creepy part honestly right and then uh and then that was followed shortly by a more interesting photo that said revelation thirteen eighteen point six and a half. here is wisdom let him ha- that hath little understanding count the number of the inked beast for it is the number of a seriously damaged man and his hypocritical return will be marked when the followers number 600, 110 score plus 603 score and six. <laughs> so if we Can you do the math on that, no, well, yeah, 66,666. <laughs> so once he gets to that many followers, Kurt Sutter will return, return, my friend. Well, if, if I have to make. 500,000 <laughs> Twitter accounts to make this happen. It needs to be done. Well, right now he is at uh, 51,944. Okay. Okay. So we we're still shy a good uh, 6400 <laughs> accounts. <laughs> no, more than that. I got yeah. I got bad math skills. That's 16 like yeah. 164. So come on people. 167? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've been drinking. It, Leave me alone. It's beyond me. Yeah. So, uh, so I, but I want Kurt Sutter to come back just because, you know, uh, I want him to come back, but maybe a little more filtered. Sure. Uh, only just, because I don't want him leaving again. Exactly. Yep. There are, but honest to God, though, I, it's not like I even get to look at Twitter. I'm sure if I had, I would have noticed people congratulating you on your birthday. So, <laughs> well, well, here's the thing though. The, for me, I don't, I don't have him plugged into my Google Reader from uh, the Sutter Inc. Blogspot, and maybe I should. I don't know. But 
the the Twitter at least was a, a, an avenue for me to always know when he posted on his his blog. Uh huh. So I don't know. Even if he's just using it that way without anything personal, at least it I lets do. you know that there's info to go to. Absolutely. Or when something's aired, or they've got a contest going on on FX, which I enter in all of them. Um. So yeah, I mean, he, even if he doesn't give personal opinions or whatever it's a it's a marketing tool look at kevin smith man no one uses twitter better for personal marketing than he does uh yeah i would say so <laughs> i mean he's only got a few followers <laughs> but that's just it man he can plug anything and how many retweets does it get a lot Exactly. Sir, and, and that actually that brings us to our next point. What we're doing is we're doing rapid topic uh, day here on NetHeads, I guess. <laughs> rapid fire. Or more to the point, uh, you know, the S has hit the fan and now we're just waiting to see where the largest piece lands and then we'll run with it. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the big thing about this weekend. And and this is the show, Trent, that I was the most excited to sit down and do because it naturally, since Thursday, available on almost every form of video oh, on yes. demand has been Kevin Smith's Red State. Exactly. The long-anticipated, widest release so far of Red State. Yes. And I was excited because I knew I would be able to sit down at my computer, sit down behind this microphone. I'd be able to say, Trent, finally, now that you've seen Red State, let's talk about it. Except for um, it was released on my birthday. So, okay. That's... Keep rubbing. Look at you. You're just playing that card. <laughs> you realize next week you cannot use this same excuse. <laughs> okay. So, for the record, then, everybody, now you know September 1st is Trent's birthday. <laughs> if you didn't tweet him a happy birthday, throw it on hashtag netheads. <laughs> Allow me to take a moment to be the first shithead that does that. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to at a part of him. I think you broke me. <laughs> Hashtag netheads. There. Done. Oh. There we yes. go. Um, <laughs> so the okay. big letdown is... uh. One, Will forgot Trent's birthday. The other big letdown is you haven't seen uh, Red State yet. No, no, not yet. But that is on the agenda for the weekend. However, this is really cool because t YouTube also just launched their movie on demand program. Yes, they did, son. And so you can watch it on YouTube. I uh, Well, let me do something smart here. First, I'm going to mute that input. And, uh, you know, the big thing is if you if you are listening to this within the window, um of opportunity, uh, the window of availability, then, mm -hmm. and you want to know, well, how do I see it where I'm at? Just go to coopersdell.com. Right, exactly. And all of the info is there. There we go. So now I can pause the movie. I can unmute and we can go back to sound effects anytime we need it. Little inside <laughs> thing on the podcasting <laughs> skills, folks. And, but yeah, if you want to watch it online, you got iTunes, Amazon.com. Yes. Blockbuster on demand, YouTube, Voodoo, yep. yep. Best Buy Cinema Now. Xbox, Zoom, PS3, uh, all your your satellite network on demands. It's, now, it's everywhere. Now, I will tell you, though, the weird thing, and uh, Ming Chen, at Ming Chen 37 on Twitter, uh, even said that the people at Linesgate are telling them, um, I guess at and not carrying it. at and really? 
And uh, the interesting thing, though, is that they do have a little four-minute, uh, like, intro from Kevin Smith encouraging you uh, to rent Red State and telling you all about the movie. Sure. And then at the very end, it says, you know, order on demand now. I'm like, okay, I'd love to. <laughs> I go to the on-demand section. But I can't. No está aquí, señor. Okay. And which is which is frustrating because you you finally have your your AT and T universe up and going. Trent, let me tell you something. <laughs> now there is a thing about about living as a techno evangelist, if you will. Okay. Okay. A technologist. That is what sure. I am. I have a PhD in technology. No, I don't. <laughs> but but if you're going to be living your life as a technologist, you have to think outside of the box. You have to not ever focus on the problem. You really need to focus on the solution, the end game. What is it I'm trying to achieve? You need to see Red State again. Right. And so you need to backtrack from there. So the first thing we obviously look to is, well, I have AT&T U-verse. I will order it through their on-demand. It is not available. Where a person may normally get hung up at this point (laughs) is they may say, well... How do I get it on AT&T? Simple it's not fact, happen. you don't. Move no. on. So at that point, you have to say, well, what do I do next? Now, a normal person might just be willing to sit down and say, I'll watch it on my laptop. I'll watch Ugh. it on my computer. Thank you. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You want to watch it no. on your TV. We have great TVs for a reason, people. Well, you remember a couple months back, I had the uh, Blu-ray player stop working. Yes. And I got all kinds of excited because the new one that I got, uh, it, it came with this, uh, amazing, uh, all the online features. I got a Sony Blu-ray one. It's even like 3D compatible or I don't know. Oh, cool. Nonsense. Uh, but the whole point is that it has all these av- amazing available online features. It's got YouTube, Netflix. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there just flabbergasted. And then I remember something. Wait a minute. It has YouTube. They said YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered. I think I saw an Amazon.com icon on there. Mm-hmm. So, made sure it was all hooked up. Last night, wife and I watched Red State, thanks to uh, Amazon.com instant video, and we watched it through the television. Oh, really? Okay, now here's... Well, did you have a Roku box? I did have a Roku box, but uh, what happened is when I had everything the Roku box did available through the Blu-ray player, Mm. I gave the sure. Roku box to my sister-in-law so that way they could utilize it. Okay, okay. I, 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 the reason I asked is because I, I knew that the Roku in particular does YouTube. And um, I just, I, is actually, it not? I don't know. I, I have to admit, I, via updates, I don't know if it did. Back in the day, I added YouTube to it through a, I don't know if it was an officially licensed channel or it was still a beta one at the time. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, it did do it. And I got to tell you something, folks. Uh, even though my my Sony Blu-ray player can do all these fancy things, uh, even though it's got all these cool features, and even though I can put the remote control app on my iPhone and control the DVD player through that. Which is so awesome. It is so awesome, yet so stupid at the same time. I got <laughs> I have one of those, uh, one of those, uh, Logitech Harmony remotes. You know, the ones where you, sure. you have to hook it up to your computer, put in all your devices. You tell it in advance. You go through that BS setup one time. 
about where all the inputs are, what plays through where. Your sound plays through what? Your TV, your stereo plays through your stereo. I control the volume with this. I do, you know, it, it does all that. So that way I sit down with my one remote and I just say, watch TV. Turns the oh. TV on, puts it on the right input. Turns the AV receiver on, puts it on the right input. Turns on the cable box, right? Yes. I tell it I want to watch a DVD. It, uh, it, you know, turns off the cable box. It puts the TV on the right input. It puts the AV seat receiver on the right input. Blah, blah, blickety, blah. Dude, that is so awesome. Yeah, so I've got all that. But what do I do? Oh, look, I've got an app. I can control it through my phone and drain my <laughs> iPhone battery sooner. <laughs> genius. Just so, genius. But, but, so, so through the, through the Blu-ray, you can control everything though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I can do, I can do all that jazz. And, and even though it does all that, the Roku box or the rock, which way, why is it we have such a problem on NetHeads with announcing or with uh, pronouncing things? It's, it's, it's our regional dialects. They just collide. Yours and mine. Yes, I know because I'm ready to sit down and do the program and you're ready to sit down and do the program. Thank you. (laughs) That is the, and I got to tell you, Trent, out of everything you say, all the words you speak, that's the only thing that I ever take notice of. <laughs> it really is. Every every time you say program, program, I just immediately want to follow it up with program. I don't know why. Anyway, the the Roku box had such a better and easier to use interface. Really? Especially when it came to things like, well, you know, like it was the pioneer device for Netflix on demand, really. Right. Mm-hmm. And and really, it's just a simple, easy-to-use interface. It loaded much faster than any other device I've accessed the features through. Mm-hmm. And so I, I miss it, and I kind of want it back, but I'm not well, going to take it back because that's not how reason, I roll. The reason I ask is because I have yet to use the YouTube um, on-demand feature, and I would love to hear how how good it looks. I'd be interested to find that out, too. Because I know I, I've, I've rented off Zoom, the Xbox Zoom before. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Netflix and, and uh, DirecTV, but I want to know how the YouTube one is. I want to know how the YouTubes are. <laughs> Sorry, that's how you suddenly <laughs> sounded to me for a heartbeat there. Sometimes that is how I sound, Will. I don't know why. I have issues, <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, um, you know, it, uh, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know how it is. I'd imagine it's hard for them to screw up. Sure. I mean, it's Google, man. Yeah. Well, n- eh. I mean, Google bought them. I don't right. know how Googleized have they been. Ah, you know, I don't know. Oh but man, I, know. I got, I just got Googleized. <laughs> Is that? Oh, yep. I'm just gonna write that down for a show top possible show name. I just got Googleized. You write that down. <laughs> you write it down, Mister. Um. So. It's available. And you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang this out there again. I haven't figured, I haven't cracked the code yet. Uh, well, for one reason, I haven't cracked the code because, you know, the funny thing is here at, here at NetHeads, we actually have a toll free number. Yes. I don't remember what it is, <laughs> but I, you know, I really want it, you know, if people want to discuss Red State, I don't care if Trent hasn't seen it. Sure. No, by all means. I want people. To call in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try something right now. Okay. As you can hear, the uh, the sound of plastic rebounding being pressed and the rebounding depression that occurs. <laughs> Wait, what? 
Call right now. Now this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when I put a phone number out last time, it changed the entire course of the show. <laughs> it's true. Or more to the point, the last time the phone rang afterwards. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I've hung it out there. If you want to call in and talk about Red State, uh, did the rest of the number not get out there? I'm going to mother, I, yeah, I, mother I, trucker. Let's try it again. Okay. Ooh, doggies. <laughs> that old number lock probably undid itself. Yeah. Oh, why does the number lock even exist? Why, what is this num lock? Num lock. I thought that was one of the dinosaur transformers, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, I actually thought it was a a Klingon sect. Uh, Really sad and pathetic 80s metal band? (laughs) Yeah, I think that wins. (laughs) There we go. That one's... Oh, speaking of Klingons, um, yesterday, uh, speaking of also TV marathons, was Sci-Fi ran a a TNG marathon. Oh, that's always nice. But we're talking Red State right now. Which I thought was funny, though. (laughs) Just, Just side note, because it's available on Netflix, the entire... Uh, all episodes. Well, I mean, uh, Lost right now, I think, still, too, is available. Like, all seasons, all episodes. But, you know, it's... Some people just don't have their internet hooked up to their television, man. And I and for that, I feel sorry. Yeah, so that's the reason why. You know, it, that's the reason why marathons still exist. And, you know, some yeah. of these... I don't know if sci-fi is part of the basic cable package in most places, but, you know... Oh, yeah, that's right. R- uh, Router Ninja did come up with the... Uh... 925 by one elk is the number if yes. you want to call in live. 925 by one elk. I don't know why. It, I mean, seriously, it, I know people are listening right now. Use the, and actually, that's the thing, too. It, there's nothing sadder than when somebody's like, you know, I just don't know why they're not calling. Doesn't <laughs> our, matter our, if you're our... talking about a woman, a man, or a radio program. All of a sudden, we've turned into NPR. Um, yeah, as, as you can tell right now, our phones are not ringing, and we would really appreciate your donations. Once again, I'm going to request <laughs> you do the rest of the show in that voice. <laughs> you shouldn't ever. By the way, you know, another thing I'd like to ask people, all the listeners out there, uh, you know, I haven't checked check the iTunes uh, comments in a while, which is mm-hmm. probably a good thing, because to be frank, we're going to sit down and we're going to do the show that we're going to do. So whatever your feedback is, whether you think we're really great or you think we really suck, that doesn't change my universe. That's just your perspective. No. Yeah, that just changed whether or not you uh, hit subscribe or unsubscribe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, I'm wondering, do I come off too smarmy? What do you mean smarmy? You know, swarmy. Just kind of, too, you know, like, that's right, Johnny. He just won an amazing all, pay, you know, that kind of thing. Is that how I come off? Expenses paid trip. Or, you know, or, did, or when I speak, do I come off like, you know, hey, let me tell you something. If you buy this right now, we're going to throw the undercoat in for free. Shut up for free. For free, buddy boy. Um, I, no, I don't think so. Has, has that been, uh, uh, said in the comments no i just wonder because i can't stand the sound of my own voice i think that's everyone though okay we all hate the sound of our own voice i especially hate the sound of yours wait what (laughs) by the way happy belated birthday trent oh thanks will thank you did i even talk to you on thursday please tell me it was one of those random days where i at least tried to call you and that way i could have been i could have covered like (laughs) well i tried to call you on your birthday yeah, I don't we're, think so. We're just going to keep coming back to that. <laughs> you can only use that card for this show, my friend. No, that's and that's it. fine. I, I, and I accept that. 
So last night, as uh, we have been going on now about for over 20 minutes, last night my, my wife finally got to sit down and watch Red State as well. Okay. And really, this is one of the things I want to talk about. And, and it's not because of, of where we get to broadcast through. It's not because we get to broadcast uh, who we get to broadcast from. Right. I genuinely, if I want to make an honest assessment, I went into this movie when I first watched it. I don't want to say with low expectations. Okay. But I didn't, I didn't set my sights high. You know, I didn't, I didn't build it up in my mind. I didn't apply any hype to it. I just wanted to take the movie for what it was. Okay. Because I knew it was going to be something off the beaten path of what I'm used to. Especially coming from Kevin Smith. Right. Right. And when I sat down and I did get to watch it, when I finally was able to take it in, once again, I just tried to put out of my mind who it was that made it and just sit down and watch it as a movie. Okay. And it blew me away. Really? It really, really did because of the way – well, first of all, the the one thing about this movie that really grabbed me was that at the end of it, you know, because usually when you see a story, you know, you're like, well, who was the hero? Who was the villain? And with Red State, once you've seen it, folks, I got to tell you, tell me who's the hero. Really? Yeah. And, and not, and not in the sense of, <laughs> um, red letter media's who, who's the hero for the, uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I mean, in the sense that, I mean, really, there, it, it, it's kind of hard that there, to find somebody to root for. I mean, cause, okay. cause really you have, oh, it, it's just, it's an entire cast of, uh, of morally questionable people. Right. In one way or another. And, and, but that made it for an amazing movie because it's kind of like, well, cause you know, the cat's kind of out of the bag in the respect that, you know, three kids look to, right. to hook up with an online ad and they get a lot more when they bargain for. Right. But based on their behavior beforehand and when you, uh, when you find out the scenario they're going into or they think they're going into, you know, it's kind of hard to feel bad for them in respect to, you know, where they fell into. Well, and I think that's what plays so well. I mean, I, I've told you my biggest – we've talked a lot about Falling Skies, right? Yeah. And that's been my biggest beef with it is that there's no gray characters. No, there's Everyone nothing. Everyone is so good or so bad. There is no in-between. And and the in-between is where all of us really live. Yeah, you know. I have, so, I have some pretty good, you know, traits about me. I'm also a complete dickhead, you know? Oh, yeah. I know, man. I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> but and you so know that's that's yeah it plays to what to what we can actually you know yeah. kind of see in real life well, and that's the other thing about this movie when you see red state the most terrifying part of it is the fact that we've actually got a phone call right now shut the front door i'm not kidding see let's <laughs> now i gotta tell you this has been untested i don't know how well it's gonna work you'd think the guy that put together a radio studio wouldn't be dumb enough to say that but i am it's fine let's let's pop this cherry so, uh, let's call her. Are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, my goodness. We Holy can hear him. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, it's Mike B from uh, Las Vegas. Yes. Well, look at that. He's like, I, I can't pass it up. I, I just got to call him. 
Uh, yeah, well, like I said, I haven't seen the movie yet. I want to, but what I wanted to ask you, Will, the, but, you know, it's supposed to be billed as a horror movie. Yeah. But, but judging from the trailers, it seems more like an action, kind of gory, like, thriller more than well, you know it, it's funny you asked that question right when you did mike because the your phone call came in at the point where i was actually about to a- answer your question <laughs> and, and that's that uh, the thing that i like about red state too is that uh it happens in the real world the world we live in this could happen uh the best way i would compare it to would be like the the house of a thousand corpses from rob okay. zombie Sure. That like a slasher movie. Yeah, that movie got a little bit what we might call ridiculous. Okay? It it yeah, went into you know, kind of that that wrong turn left turn territory where things just got just got weird to the point where you're like, "Well, wait a minute, what's going on? What happened here?" But but with with Red Seat, it could happen in the real world. So I very I I would call it a I would Personally, I would call it a suspense horror movie. That's what I was thinking. Judging from the from all the trailers that I've seen, that's exactly how I would put it too. So, oh, okay, that's uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to know. I'll be able to watch it tomorrow. But um, yeah, instantly, like <laughs> the one certain thing about that the content of the movie is the fact that I mean, it is just it is most definitely something I would not want my daughter to see a single frame of. <laughs> which, which put, and I mean that in respect to her age right now. And so sure, right. It, it's definitely, it's definitely of the horror genre. It does, I mean, it does switch up in different and that directions. Applauds you as, that applauds you as being a, a, you know, somewhat decent parent. Sometimes. <laughs> well, 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 Mike, you've been such a long participant. Is there anything else you want to throw out while you're on the horn? Uh, I just want to give you guys uh, the respect that uh, should be coming to you guys are great, man. I love the show. Well, thank you, sir, and we we love it because you guys are out there listening. So thanks a lot, man. And this beats one right, a hell right, of uh, a lot better than just getting your name mentioned on there. Actually, calling in, right? What's that? This beats the hell out of just having your name mentioned on there. It's actually calling oh, in. This, this, I mean, being on the the search stream, I'm gonna I have to tell my friends about this one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Bye. And just like that, there's another phone call. Caller, who are you? Where are you calling from? Hi, Will. It's Amy Kins, and I'm actually calling you from my Labor Day weekend road trip. Oh, wahoo! (laughs) Well, that's just exciting. Now, Amy, actually, you've become a quasi-celebrity. I suppose so. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, there have been a special bunch of uh, bumpers that have been produced for the Plus One Per Diem show. And those have been done by, she calls herself Amy Kins, and your real name has been mentioned on their show. I won't mention it here. We'll keep the anonymity there for you. Oh, gee, thanks. My 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 quasi-celebrity thanks you. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a demeaning way at all. <laughs> no, I don't take it that way. Okay, good. But I just I want to make sure. Call, um, I, I might have missed the last few seconds of what you were talking about because since I am road tripping, I was listening to you on my iPhone through Stitcher. Right on. And I decided to call you. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was yeah. looking, I was following the Twitter stream uh, all over the place like I usually do. And it cracks me up that somebody say, hey, you know, you should come out with a Sir iPhone app. Like, well. Kind of already is one. <laughs> it's called Stitcher, and you can listen to this plus the podcasts. Uh, I'm weird that way, though. 
No, I, it, I, I, I called. I called to talk about Red State, though. I, I took in my second viewing uh-huh. last night through my my Xfinity on demand. Um, my That's Comcast, right? Actually, yes, that is Comcast. Um, it was difficult to find. I will tell you that. Um, I actually had to go into the alphabetical list of movies to find it, which is kind of funny considering that there was an entire category on the on-demand menu that was Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. And it had <laughs> everything in that category but Red State. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Well, the thing is, too, I mean, it was the same thing with AT&T U-verse. When I went to go find it, I mean, they've got so many different names and so many different categories. You don't know where to look. That's why I just always go with the default of search. Because that way I can at least say, well, I can, I know how to spell it. So hopefully I'll find it that way. <laughs> Which is the only reason why I know that they have a promo ad for it on AT&T U-verse. And you know, I haven't looked this morning. So for all I know, maybe AT&T is just delayed and they they are picking. Who knows? So with your what how was your second view, viewing? Last night was my second viewing as well. Well, my second viewing and and that was one of the reasons why I called. My first viewing was in a theater full of people in downtown Washington DC. Um, from the Red State tour. And wasn't that and, a great way to see the movie? Oh, my goodness, yes. And even if, you know, in, it, it's a holiday weekend, invite some friends over so that you can sit in your living room or in your den or your basement and just revel in the round of awes that come from an audience in certain very shocking moments of the film. That's something that's really... Um, Kind of, kind of a nice experience with this movie. Yeah, it kind I, of it works both ways. It it really is. It's a and and it's a real mind pincher of a film, isn't it? It is. I mean, one of the things that that Kevin actually mentioned in the Q and A when I first saw it, and it's a really good analogy for people who haven't yet seen the movie. It's kind of like he's got four or five or six chairs lined up in a row and invites you to sit in one. And just as you shit, sit, he yanks it out from under you and then says, oh, no, sit on the next one. And then he yanks that one out from under you. And it continues and continues and continues. Yeah, exactly. And especially like, uh, you know, I, Trent hasn't seen the movie and there are people that still haven't. So I don't want to spoil it too much. But like when when Travis is on the uh, the uh, compound and making a run for it. What ends up happening just shocked the hell out of me when it happened. It's I did not expect it, and it was just brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In in so many different ways, when it happened, and and, and the unexpectedness of it, but where it came from as well. Yeah, exactly. And and at that point too, once you've seen the movie. It's one of those things where you're like, well, wait a minute. Did that happen because of this or did that happen because of that? You'll know what I mean. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's some stuff. But, you know, I also got to enjoy some – last night was actually my second and third viewing uh, because my, my wife, after the movie, she went to bed. Uh, but I was staying up to watch uh, Torchwood Miracle Day. And I think I fell asleep near the tail end of that. And it, I don't know about you guys, but if I fall asleep on the couch, I'm very uh, hesitant to get up after that. So I just put oh, Red State so back true. on again because I also figured I'm paying 
I'm paying ten ninety nine for twenty four hours worth of viewing rights on this movie, so I'm throwing it back on. And uh, but, oh, really? You paid you you paid ten ninety nine. Mine was nine ninety nine on Comcast. It was ten ninety nine for the uh, HD version through Amazon oh. on demand. Uh, oh, that might have been the HD difference then. Yeah, and I got a sixty-two inch HD screen, so I was I was making sure to take advantage of that. And the and that's the other thing about it too. The film looks gorgeous. Oh my god, yes, it really and does. It's edited so well. I think you know Kevin is talking all the time about Oscar consideration for you know, Melissa Leo and, and for Michael Parks. And I don't think that's a bad suggestion in any way whatsoever, but I think the way this film is cut. Yeah. Makes it a better film. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there, I don't know if they were conscious choices made in the way I see them, but there are some uncomfortable moments in the film. And during those uncomfortable moments, they also have what are called jump cuts, which means you're in the same shot within the same frame, but we're jumping ahead several frames and when that happens it to me it just in it it does three things at once it helps tell a little bit more of that story but in a more condensed fashion it makes it feel just as awkward more awkward than it would have been just watching sitting through it and and it helps add to the unease of the film I was just going to say it makes everything that much more tense uh, as if it's not already. Yeah, and 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 the nice thing too about seeing this movie multiple times is that you get to uh and and hearing all of the things that Kevin has said about it it lets you take advantage of of some of the uh of look it allows you to take advantage of the time so you can pay attention to more of these things because you know other than one song and them singing in the church it doesn't have a soundtrack but they do very creative uh things with background noise to to add to the tension that i thought was just you know knowing to look for it then i was able to to spot it but before when i hadn't known about this it really did just help add to the what i almost call the anxiety of the film yeah and uh, that that's a really good point i i did notice that same thing on my second watching and it wasn't until kevin mentioned the q and a on my first watching that there wasn't a soundtrack that I realized that there wasn't a soundtrack. Yeah. Because the the movie just grabs you and holds you and you don't think about that even though that's a really big part of why you're grabbed by it in the first place. Exactly. So obviously we've got two out of three fans here on the show. You know, the third Hi. one he the third one just hasn't taken the time to get his butt into watching the movie. Yeah, it's because I was celebrating, you know, my mother going through 15 hours of labor. Okay, whatever, pal. I'm over it. Uh, so, Amy. Happy, happy birthday, Trent. <laughs> Thank you, Amy Kins. I, I have to ask, uh, Amy, by the way, since you did intro it, where are you driving to? I am actually headed to, this sounds a little boring, but I'm headed to my mother's house in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's Aww. good. Uh-huh. I live in Maryland, um, and actually I have my dog in the back seat, and we're headed up, and we're going to do some grilling and pool partying at my uncle's tomorrow, and my sister is coming down from Scranton and meeting us as well. Oh, perfect. That's the, Nacy, that's the way to do it. You have your barbecue and your party on Sunday, you go through the headaches of Monday, and you're fine by Tuesday. Yep, absolutely. Well, on Monday I have a fantasy football draft, so Ooh. I've got my priorities. Ooh. And and the sad thing is that that's a lot more manly than me because I still don't even understand the concept of fantasy football. <laughs> I did mine last uh, weekend. I was I was I was raised by uh, a dad who went to Penn State, so I knew football early. 
No, yes. there you go. Well, Amy, thanks a lot for your phone call. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for taking my phone call. It's fun to talk to you guys. Oh, my pleasure. And by the way, sorry I had to, to not answer it the first time you called. We were still on a call. <laughs> I figured as much. Yeah. I'm like, I'll just hit ignore. I'm sure she won't mind. Ding, ding. Oh, I didn't know it was a she at the time. I'm just like, please. The funniest <laughs> part is with this rinky-dink hokey setup I got here, I had to click it. Ignore and at the same time, just in the back of my mind, going, please call back, please call back, please call back. <laughs> There's so, no hold setting on Skype. So I'm glad you did. But knowing you're on the open road, I'm going to let you go now so that way you can pay attention and protect that pup you got in the back. All right. Thank you both, guys. Well, uh, I'll keep on listening. Right on. Thank you very much. Thanks, Amy Kins. Bye-bye. Bye. And that annoying noise you hear means we've actually got another phone call. So, caller, who are you? And where are you calling uh, what's from? Up, well, this is Americo. Oh, yeah, Americo seventy six. Now we yes, it is. It's just down home week here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing, man? We're doing. Oh, I think we're doing pretty good for an off day. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm doing great. Uh, I'm having a good time. And by the way, Americo, happy birthday! Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Thanks, I appreciate it. Uh, happy Thank birthday! You. <laughs> Was You're... it Trent's birthday yesterday or today? It's Thursday. <laughs> oh, well, happy late birthday. Hey, you know what? Us Virgos, we got to stick together, man. Damn right we do. Sorry. I just, I can't believe I sat here and actually remembered his birthday on the air. And, <laughs> and, and I'm just like, as the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, Trent's going to light into me now. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, well, uh, this isn't the way I expected you have you on the show the first time, sir. Uh, hey, hey, I'm I'm happy, I'm just happy to be on the show. You know, you know, actually, it's funny when I think about it. Uh, you know, we are a technical show, apparently, about podcasting, and so my internet connection right now is maintaining. Uh, for those of you that may be wondering, we're taking phone calls through an amazing invention. It's a high tech gadget utilized by the entire radio industry. It isn't called the uh, Magic Jack. And it is the reason why I have one of five computers running at once. <laughs> the future is now. Yeah, so, so the so the exciting thing about this is that I've got the Skype call with Trent, bringing him in from Utah. And now we've got Americo from the San Francisco area uh, via Skype. We're just having a big old pool party here. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Now, Americo... You get the whole world involved. <laughs> you, you actually... You wrote a review... Of uh, Red State. Oh, and see, unfortunately, there's that noise, and I got to hit ignore. That's the only thing I don't know about on the Magic Jack is how can I turn off the goddamn call waiting? <laughs> um. Anyway, you, you, sir, you were the only review that I was willing to read. Well, actually, though, I read the implosion comment, and I read your review of Red State because I knew you wouldn't spoil anything for me. Yeah, I tried. I did my best not to that very very first review. I did my best not to say. Too much about the movie. Yeah, but at the, as of this moment, you've you're you've just had a single viewing. Um, actually, I haven't seen the second viewing. I, I, I still, you know, I'm still fresh in my memory with the first viewing, mm -hmm. uh, all those many months ago before the film ever came out on on tour. Yeah, and and for those of you that don't know, uh, Americo had like a little. We'll just call it a special preview. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he got to see the movie. And, uh, you know, I saw it back in April. Yeah, I got to see it back in April. And I was amazed on the second viewing how much of it was really still locked into my mind. But I think that's the nature of Red State. 
Yeah, completely. I mean, I, I, I'm still, there's some very, I mean, last time I thought it was November. Good God. Uh, it was yeah. November was the last time I thought, but it, it's still fresh in my mind. I mean, that movie just resonates with you after a good long time, and it was very, it's that strong and that powerful, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it hooks into your mind, and it, and it doesn't let it go, because there really is, there's so much that goes on in this movie. And and again, I come back to the comment that the the most terrifying aspect of it is that it could happen, and that's the and that's the horror aspect. I believe. I think that's the that's the part where people like you know people expect today like horror to be you know a slasher film or something like that. You know, and it's really not. This takes this really brings back to like the seventies horror films where it was more uh more a psychological horror film where it's like oh my god this could actually happen to me right now. You know, it's not some flashy guy that doesn't die it's some dude with a knife who's gonna stab you in the dark you know it's that kind of fear yeah well and it's so, not even that i mean there's there are certain aspects like when the atf gets involved that oh yeah that takes that takes a turn where you're like first of all you're like oh my god they're really doing that and then you're like oh my gosh this really could happen <laughs> completely in fact uh, one of my favorite scenes, the one the ATF. I won't, I won't spoil it, but it's a, it's Kevin Pollock's. Let's just call it his final scene. Yeah. <laughs> that particular scene, it just was basically, you know, Kevin's way of saying, this film is not gonna, uh, is not gonna say I'm sorry at all. No, you know, it's not. Film is basically, basically gonna, you know, that uneasiness that you felt the, you know, for the, pretty much the last twenty minutes. Or so it's gonna go all the way through this movie. Yeah. And that's basically how the film plays out. And. That, yeah, that, I believe that's that's the scary part is that how how close to home it really is, it really is like I mean we're basically you know two seconds away from that being an actuality seeing it on the news or something like that. Yep. Now Trent, I'm sorry. I feel like you keep getting cut off. But no, you... you're fine. I was just wondering. So what you're you're telling me I shouldn't go expecting the human centipede? No, not at all. Um, not not this time around. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be in the weight game part of hitting somebody in but. underwear, but don't expect you know them going ass to mouth and at any yeah. point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 could be like red state two if he ever decides to do it. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll pitch it to him maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it really is, folks. It, I'm not kidding. For me, it is just an extremely powerful movie. It really is, and I don't know. I think that's be, I, maybe it's because I actually I can't even put my finger on it. I can't nail it down for you. I just think it's maybe it's because it is so not everything else that we get out there it is it is completely a different i mean kevin has mentioned several times that it, it it's his like it's, it's his own coen brothers film like something like uh no country for old men or whatnot and to me i can see where he's going with that but it really feels more like um like like spielberg's duel yeah you know, is, going back that far where it's just something that happened and at the end of the movie you're like did that really actually happen? I mean, you're just sitting in your car like, all right, the guy's dead. You know, and just this whole thing was just something that happened in any given day. And that, it, it gives you that feeling. You know, it's funny, America. I'm going to float this one out there to you. Um, because uh, one of the first questions, the first callers we got was Mike B, who came in and he said, uh, you know, Kevin called it a horror film and other people are calling it an action thriller. 
But I think back on it and like there was a movie with Rudger Hauer and C. Thomas Hall. I believe it was called The Hitcher. And they remade it recently, uh, unfortunately. Oh, really? And wow. and like, did you see that movie that I'm talking about? I, I vaguely recall it. Um, see, and and, and, I, and the funny thing about that one is it wasn't a lot of gore, but I would have classified it as a horror movie. And there are certain aspects to that movie that, that also are present in Red State. So, I mean, like, what's your interpretation of the movie? Would you call it a horror film? Uh... I would call it a psychological thriller. If you can, you know, a, you know, uh, um, if you can call that a horror film, I, I guess. I mean, it's to me, it's not what people call horror as much anymore. I've seen horror films, and it's like The Shining, for example. I mean, if you take certain aspects out of the, if you take the the elevator blow out of The Shining and the whole, um, you know, the whole otherworldly field of The Shining, I would still call that a horror movie. I still call Jack Nicholson's performance just straight-up horror. You know, him running around with a bat, that was freaky to me. You know, and, and I think that is what uh, is what Red State is, is that type of horror film. Yeah, definitely. And IMDb has it listed as a horror-slash-thriller. Oh, okay. Oh. That's acceptable. Well, it's thrilling. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's something else. And 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 the thing is, even if you're not a Kevin Smith fan, but you're a student of film alone, I think it's it's worthwhile to watch this movie because actually that's the thing about this movie too. Is I said even if you're not a Kevin Smith fan, but that doesn't matter because this is, I mean, it's a Kevin Smith movie, but it's not a Kevin Smith movie. Oh yeah, I I completely agree. I, I think um. I, I mean, it is definitely a Kevin Smith film in the sense that he obviously made it. Um, but it doesn't, it, 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 you know, it kind of feels like it fits in, but then it's just, you know, his, his, it's like his, I wouldn't call it a swan song because he's got two more films to do, but it really just feels like, look, this is what I can do. I've been, you know, I've been working on this since Clerks, you know, I mean, in his head, obviously, but just, you know, this is, I've been doing this career since, you know, for last, you know, 10 years now, something like that, 20 years. Sorry. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, this is my culmination. This is my, you know, uh, my coup de grace, if you will. And, uh, I, I honestly think if you are a film student, definitely watch it. You know why, you know, watch it from the beginning to the end. Cause it really feels like, wow, he went from clerks and then just kind of did his own thing the entire time. And then went back to doing his own thing. Yeah. And that's just awesome for a filmmaker to do that. And the other thing about it too, I, and Every I love Twitter and I hate Twitter because somebody last night said something on Twitter. Kevin commented on it, which is the only reason why I saw it. Um, but they said, you know, uh, just saw Red State, loved it. This is your dark night. And I, the minute I saw that, I'm just like, frick, that comment is perfect. It's right. And why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it, it does make sense. It, it is that. It is, it is that. uh Career defining, if you will. I mean, I'm I'm still holding out for it. Hit somebody, you know. I mean, well, I've loved uh, um, I loved uh, Kevin's progression as a filmmaker, and you know, each one of his films, I'm like, I see why he did that because he's that at that point in his life, and he's at that point in his career that he's like, I want to do this movie now, and I want to do, and it's always been, I want to do this movie as opposed to you know him getting thrown something that he has to do. That, right. That's what I love about it, and and that's why, and I. Uh, never mind. I guess that's not really a parable I can use. So, uh, but the thing that I like about it is that in, in so many ways, I think when it came to finally making Red State, 
it was such a road to get the funding to make the movie that yeah. I think that's why we see everything on screen. It's all in there, all of the heart, all the soul, all the passion to get it done. And the thing that I, I didn't realize about watching Red State the first time that I realized after watching it the second time is that this, this movie, not only did I really love it, but it makes me excited about Hit Somebody. Before when I heard they licensed the, the Zevon song for making a movie, I was like, okay. After I see Red State and I see where his passion and his direction led him, now I really want to see Hit Somebody. Yeah, I, I completely. I'm I'm very excited. You know, not just you know, not just because uh, he's expanded it to two movies now, and just he's has so much to say. Not only that, because it's his last film, but just I, you know, I I just dug what he's been doing, and I love his progression, and and just can't wait to uh, see what comes up next. Yep, you and me both, brother. So, are you at home right now, or are you on the road too, like Amykins? <laughs> no, actually, I'm home today. Today, I'm just uh, celebrating today here at the house. Tomorrow. Tomorrow will be my second viewing of Red State since uh, I'm, I'm going to have my cousins over. We're going to have a little get together here, and uh, I'm going to make sure that I, you know, uh, get some minds to watch this film because it's definitely a film worth watching. One thing that I hope that uh, when the Blu-ray comes out, I'm hoping that uh, in there because my my initial view of uh, Red State had this tremendous nine-minute ending. Um, that he, that Kevin shortened down to by, I think, about a minute or two now. And it was phenomenal. I loved that ending so much, the way it went on. Um, it was just a beautiful thing. And I'm hoping that the Blu-ray has that in there, too, because uh, it, it's such a great scene. Uh, you definitely got to check it out. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I, you know, I, I think the cut you saw probably had two things. It had a longer sermon by Parks in the middle. Well, I shouldn't even say in the middle. It's like at the 10 or 12 minute mark. 15, yeah. maybe. Um, it might have had a longer sermon there. And, and, uh, yeah, that ending, I want to, I read about it and I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's, um, it felt like such an, I mean, I could see why he cut it, you know, why he shortened it down a bit, you know, cause it's definitely something people will be like, we've just been through this whole experience and now we're going through this very small but long experience it's like oh my god please get us get us out of here we're we've already had enough you know it's, it's that kind of a feeling because it really that that um the end uh, at the, the 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 extended ending um really just gives you another like another just something else to, the, to digest mentally you know it's just like wow this really doesn't you know as much as people you know want it to change or get better it doesn't you know and again like kevin like i said kevin just made an unforgiving film and it really just bookends it at the end. So hopefully people will get a chance to see that. Yeah. My only thing about the Blu-ray is that I think it's almost coming out a little too soon or more to the point. I'm looking forward to the five year or the 10 year anniversary edition when it comes out because of, I mean, red state still has a very long journey ahead of it. When you, when you listen to the podcast and, and you hear everything that's going on, I mean, it's a, it still has a long after story to be told. And I, I'd almost, uh, I almost want those as part of the extra, cause I'm a really big on the extra features and I really want those as some of the extra content on the Blu-ray as well. Oh, true. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I hope that it's all in there, but with the great thing, uh, obviously the, one of the great thing about resident and one of the great things that Kevin has done with it is that if you've been to any of the viewings, you get 
a live extra feature there. You get to be and see Kevin talk about it afterwards. You get the Q and A. You get, um, you know, sometimes the cast get, got a chance again. You don't get that with any other filmmaker. You don't get, you know, uh, you know, you don't get Tarantino or you know Christopher Nolan coming out and say, "Hey, did you check out Batman? What did you think?" You know, you don't. Kevin basically does that, and that's. Well, that's the other amazing thing about the Red State. I'm going to say a Red State experience because yeah. you get this experience as well. And, uh, you know, um, hopefully, hopefully, they, I mean, obviously, uh, I think uh, the DVD comes I mean, the Blu-ray, oh, DVD and Blu-ray uh, comes out on the 18th um, of October. And Kevin, yeah, 18th of October. Yeah. And Kevin has um, uh, a Castro uh, screening here in San Francisco on the 28th, I believe, or at the end of the month. So there's, you're still going to get that red state feel. I hope people go to that because uh, it's, it's just an amazing thing. Well, and that's you're completely right. And I've, I've said this about many things. I mean, there's a reason why people like to go to movies uh, during the opening weekend. And it's it's part of our, our desire to belong, to be part of something. And with the red state screenings, even when they were first announced after Sundance, when they talked about the uh, the was it Madison Square Garden? Yes, I, I think so. Yeah. When I heard about that, I was just like, you know what? Any one of these screenings, that's where you're going to want to go because you're going with an audience that's all, you're already in tune with if you're a Kevin Smith fan because those are the Q&A people that are going, the people that are already paying that ticket price just to hear the guy answer questions. And instead, you're actually getting the movie and him answering the questions. That's an environment you want to be in. So regardless of when the opportunity happens, folks, if Red State comes to your city, go. Absolutely. Enough well, said. Well, Kevin Smart, I mean, he sees the the advantage, the, 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 the interaction that people have at Sundance, and he actually takes that to the customers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hearkening it back to uh, – how how movies used to be played back in you know before there were theaters where a traveling uh, producer would take his film on the road and put up shop at you know at the local wherever on the side of a barn wherever and just show the film and you know you have your little musical accompaniment then they pack up and move on to the next town exactly it's, it's, yep that old school feel it's amazing well and that's where we're really going with things too it's kind of like the uh, the social media aspect of things adds a personalized element to it. And, it, and in some ways, it does make us dial back things to a more uh, simpler time, in a way. Oh, yeah, completely. I mean, because, oh. because it gives us the ability, I'm sorry, that was kind of abstract, but it gives us the ability to, to cater in this specialized fashion, the same way that podcasts do. You can choose a podcast in the things that you like to listen to. And with this, you can follow the people you want and they can bring you the content that you're looking for. It's it basically everybody's our milkman now. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, and, and Kevin's talked to the, talked about this before. I mean, a regular studio couldn't produce this because it didn't cost enough. Uh, and, and this gives the opportunity for everyone to be able to see it, not just have it crammed down our throat like, uh, you know, whatever movie's coming out for the big release at the Blockbuster. Yep. I mean, I ha I didn't see, uh, oh, gosh, well, I can't even remember his name right now. I didn't see Ryan Reynolds at any screenings at Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I, yeah. But then again, I, I didn't see any. I, I didn't see any screenings of Green Lantern either. So you didn't miss much. 
I've seen people with Green Lantern rings walking around, me included. I, I do wear a Green Lantern. Yeah. But, you know, didn't see many uh, many of them looking like uh, Ryan Reynolds. In fact, I saw a lot of them more looking like me than Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and by the, <laughs> by the way, folks, if you're wondering why there was a show that had a 20-minute discussion over the modification of a die-cast power ring, the guy on the phone right now, you can blame for that. Because he's the one who's like, he, he showed, he showed a picture of the ring. I'm like, dude, where did you get that? At which point he's like, $10. Did you ever get your ring? Uh, did you ever get your, uh, did you ever go to Toys R Us and find it? Oh yeah, sir. I got it in one of the show, one of the, I think it might have been the first show, the first or second show we did. I was almost late because I spent so much obsessive time. I had to actually cut it and widen it so that way it would fit me. One ring to rule them all. Yeah, unfortunately, because you know I'm gonna wear it on the on the the middle finger. I'm not, you know, uh-huh. I'm no I'm no rube. <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna walk around wearing my Green Lantern ring as a pink pinky ring. Oh, look! Once again, let's let's talk about the Green Lantern Guido comments. <laughs> Knock it off, yeah. folks. <laughs> oh. Well, hey, man, thanks a lot for your phone call. And I, I hey, promise I as soon as I get this room in a more presentable fashion, Trent, no, it's not much different than when you saw it. <laughs> I'm going to have you over. It's just right now it's 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 an embarrassment, sir. It's just shameful. Hey, I, I'm, I'll just be happy just to, just to be around you guys. I mean, I, I, I love calling. I love listening to you guys all the time. So, you know, just to be with you guys would be awesome. Well, again, I say we only we only enjoy doing it because – Everyone is out there. So, you know, we thank you, sir. We thank you most of all, America. <laughs> we thank, we thank America. No, America. Yeah, yeah. Thank, we, thank we think America. America. Never mind. <laughs> all right, man. You uh, have fun. Enjoy right, the rest of your birthday. And hey, enjoy the movie tonight. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Talk all to right. you guys. Bye. Thanks, man. Later. Wow, look at that. We ended up tying up him for 20 minutes on the phone. <laughs> I don't even know if we have any listeners anymore, but thank you guys very much. Uh, wow, this has been a very surprising and exciting show today. Absolutely. Took it in a direction I didn't even plan. We didn't do a mid-show break, nothing. And by the way, uh, if you're listening, we still got about 15 more minutes, and you can uh, go ahead and take the opportunity to call in and, uh, and uh, discuss Red State if you like. Um, cause you know, that's, that's what we're doing. That's so, what, yeah, we're doing that today. So, oh, there we oh, go. Oh, there we go. There we in, go. In case you didn't notice, there's the phone again. So we'll, uh, we'll hit the button. We'll say, caller, are you there? Who are you? Where are you calling from? I am here, sir. It is James Smith from San Diego. Now this is exciting because <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, now this is the part where it's going to get tricky. Because here's the here's the real story, folks. If you've been trying to call and you're like, it's not even going through, you're listening to a re-air if you're listening during our normal time. I wasn't going to let the cat out of the bag. Because I'm going to make a comment now that if you are listening live live, not tape live, I'm going to say, you know, following us immediately is going to be sound by nation. Which, you know, the pioneer behind is James Smith, who's on the phone right now. But that only makes sense if you're listening tape live. If you're listening live live, (laughs) what you're going to get next is Brian and Walt and another edition of Tell Him Steve Dave. And if you're listening on the podcast, it'll be whatever you've got in your queue up next. Yeah, so, you know. (laughs) 
Thank you, Trent, for pointing out I didn't have to go through all that. I appreciate it, you schmuck. Hello, Trent, by the way, and happy belated birthday, sir. Thank you, good sir. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Let's everybody just pile on. Just point out that I'm I'm an inconsiderate friend. You know what? I don't I gotta tell you something, Trent. I don't feel bad because every time I reach out to you when it's not your birthday, all I get is that crappy Hey, this is Trent. I'm straight to my phone call, so you might as well send a text. Yeah. So (laughs) all right. So uh so James, how the hell are you doing, sir? I am well, sir. How are you? I'm well. I'm doing a show right now. That a lot. You know, <laughs> you know, you know the the particular tingle that gives you in the nethers. So I don't think I need to tell you how I feel. But uh, so, do you get the uh, do you get the weekend off? No, you don't. Where are you right now? You've got to. You're either. You've got to be in Los Angeles. I am. Uh, no, I am actually not in Los Angeles. I actually took today off to take uh, a friend of mine to the airport this evening. So, uh, good old Mr. Alan Wysocki is coming for me at the John Lovitz podcast theater this evening. Right on. <laughs> Very good. Um, so, yeah. sir, I got to tell you, uh, have you have you witnessed the uh, the smodcast effect, as I'm liking to call it now? Uh, we, 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 we saw a jump the other day when I had the privilege of being on plus one per diem while uh, Megan and Alan were, uh, traveling back from Texas on, uh, you know, the Babylon J Bob to, you know, excuse me, the Babylon tour. Yep. Um, but you know, it's, 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 it's growing slowly but surely. So, uh, you know, I thought I'd call in, talk a little red state, talk a little podcast, talk about whatever we wanted to talk about. Here. Now, now the exciting thing, actually, I'm glad you called, sir. And I, I probably should have encouraged you to call sooner. But then again, we wouldn't have talked to all these great people. Uh, because for those of you that don't know, the Red State Tour itself, Mr. James Smith is a veteran of that tour. Indeed, indeed. So, so I you... Did, uh, I, go ahead. No, please. Uh, I had the privilege of uh, uh, selling merchandise during those tours. Uh, I went on every single date that there was. Uh, there was one point where uh, Mr. Smith and John Gordon uh, flew ahead to Atlanta, so I didn't make that date, but that was uh, a logistics thing, not a uh, personal thing. Right. Well, and they that's the one that they sold out of merch on. Mer- the merch, you know, the merch went very, very well. We, uh, we, we had uh, uh, the drop cards, which you can get now on coopersdell.com, and you can listen to Michael Park sing some fabulous tunes. And, uh, you know, we did, uh, tour posters. It's a great time. You know, you get to interact with, uh, the fans in a different way than I've ever experienced before. And, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Now, I'm very interested in this particular aspect, James, because, um, especially from the, from the merchandise counter side of things, uh, I'd imagine that, well, I don't even want to speculate. How were sales pre-movie and post-movie? You know, I, post post movie, I think we we did more than we ever did. Um, than on, you know, I, I've actually had the privilege of also doing the smog tours as well. Uh, but the 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 post red state showings uh, did gangbusters. You know, especially the Michael Parks uh, drop cards. You know, people got to listen to him sing within the film, and they're like, I have to have that. So they came yeah. out and got that at the end. And and what do you, and and. I don't know how to phrase this one. That's why I'm stumbling over my words. But, but what was it like? What were the reactions as people were coming out of the theater? The mo- um, you know, the majority of. 
Yeah, a lot of them were in awe, I would say. You know, again, you know, you guys have said it here and Kevin has said it himself. You know, it's not a quote-unquote Kevin Smith movie, you know. Um, there is no Jay and Bob in this one at all. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> or at least if they were, yeah. they were in that basement, those poor guys. <laughs> exactly. Snooch to the Nooch. We we actually made that joke. I actually had the privilege of actually working on this film as well. Uh, we had made that joke about putting Jay and Bob in, you know, just maybe a sneak or two down there in that basement when you when you look down on the boys. <laughs> <laughs> but but that would have and but that's the same reason I think uh, Kevin even said like why Jason Muse wasn't in this movie. He didn't want to remove people from the reality of the film. Exactly. So. Exactly. In, 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 you know, you said it several times earlier on the show, Will, that, you know, this is a reality. This could happen. You know, it's, it's just, it, that's, that's what I think makes this thing so suspenseful and so scary. Yeah. It's the part that terrifies the living hell out of me. It really, it, oh, whoa. I mean, not that I'm saying I would answer some type of personal ad to, you know, go three input <laughs> with two of my buddies. Yeah, neither would I ever do that with my friends. Yeah, what was your birthday like, Trent? Be honest. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, but the movie itself. So, so you actually let's go ahead and throw a little bit out there then. So, the there were two primary location shooting areas. Is that right, James? Or was it three? That, uh, let's see. There was uh, Whittier. Uh, you know where we did the uh, an old abandoned uh, correctional facility. For boys uh in Whittier and we shot all of the school stuff there. Right. Uh where what else did we shoot at Whittier? We also we also turned the one of the basements in Whittier into the basement that you see in the film. Okay. Um uh, and then we did up in Ogle Dulce, California, uh where the compound takes place. So that was that was pretty much the, the, the two main ones if I felt recall correctly. Right. Cause the, and I only went like three because I'm like, what did, did they do any stage work at all on that one? But I couldn't. But I I know that they framed something out as the church, and I think that was in Whittier, like you said, right? That is correct. So we, yeah, the the great thing about that location in Whittier is it's it, like I said, it's an old uh, correctional facility that had a church in it. It had a gymnasium in it. It had school grounds on it. You know, so it it was a great location for for filmmaking. And the beauty of it is, at least at the time you guys shot, what was so special about it, James? Uh, it was the hottest day in record in Los Angeles, if I can recall correctly. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> no, I think the other thing is that they actually, it, it's not like you had to pay a fee to shoot there. That is correct. Yes. Uh, the, 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 there was no fee involved, which is, which is great for John and Kevin. Yeah. So that way, you know, when you got a low budget film, that was one hell of a, hell of a thing. And I mean, there were even, I think there were other shoots going on either simultaneously or like right before or after you guys too. So. Right, Nick Nick Braun actually shot uh, uh, the prom uh, like a week prior to Red State starting there, so he was very familiar with the location. He's probably like, "Why? Why am I in this creepy place again?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's one thing too. When you see this movie, the th- Nicholas Braun, uh, Mike Ang Ang, oh, I can never pronounce his last name. Ang- Ang- Angriano. Yeah, and and who played uh, the third one? He's the one I should know the oh, most. I saw him in Travis. damn near, yeah, I saw oh. him in damn near two seasons of uh, of um, 
Veronica Mars. But anyway, th- those yeah. guys, uh, actually, you know, the entire cast, but really for a bunch of guys who I had only previously seen in like Disney related movies and, and, you know, Nickelodeon type, you know, films, uh, mm-hmm. the performances those guys turned in was phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it was, it was amazing. You know, I had the privilege of reading the script right before, uh, we went and I was like, well, these guys are going to be throwaway characters. You know, they're just, they're just going to show up for their three days and we're going to be done with them and we'll never hear from them again. But, you know, day one, you're like, oh, you are taking full advantage of your opportunity here, gentlemen. And, uh, they knock it out of the park every day. Yeah. They really, I mean, but everybody did every single performance in there is just it, it's mind bending in many ways and and you know that was the one thing too because when i saw the movie uh the very first time uh i had somebody sitting next to me who was one of those people that goes to the movies and like has like questions and i i've never done this in a movie theater because usually i can be very uh you know open minded and i'll answer questions but like during michael parks's sermon one of those questions started to come my way and I've never been so blatantly rude, but I just raised my hand up in the space between us, <laughs> not just raised up, but like with that little bit of reverberation, pushing it away as in like really not now. And it, just because I was that much into the film and I just, and that's the, I think on the Red State of the Union uh, podcast, that was one of the things Michael Parks made mention of is that, you know, he was just he, he was eager to get that character out of his head. And, and you see that performance and you understand why. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there were there were days, you know, as a as a PA, you're never supposed to watch what's actually going, which is what's being filmed. But there were days I know several of us were just watching Michael Parks and Melissa Leo and John Goodman do their thing and just being in awe of them going, wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Got to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, bad. when you are watching this movie, when Melissa Leo is talking to the uh, character Cheyenne in one particular part, she yells at her and there is just such a creepy transition that she's able to do when she, cause she delivers it. And then she says, like a good Christian, and suddenly she's your mom at church on Sunday, and no, my absolutely, and my skin just—I I just got goosebumps talking about it. And and if and and unfortunately, I'm doing the exact same thing. I always encourage people not to do. I'm providing a lot of hype if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> and I really I always encourage people just go in with no expectations and take it for what it is. But ooh, I mean, like. Even right now, I just want to sneak down downstairs because, you know, I got to take advantage of that 20. I'm like, for me, this 24-hour rental thing, it's my same bad reaction I get at an open buffet. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, or, you know, Absolutely. like, I paid $10.99. I'm going to get every I, – I don't care if the health implications are really bad. I'm going to eat everything I can. Absolutely. The, the other the other performance I just want to touch on real quick, uh, Will, if you don't mind, is... Uh, well, Carrie I do, Boucher. but I'm going to let you go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carrie Bechet's performance near near the end, and I won't go too deep into it, but uh, little Ivy Klein. Oh. Heart. Oh, that you was know, not it, something I was aware of. Ladies and gentlemen, there is going to be a scene where you see it where there will be a very small child cry. And it's and that as you were just saying, that was the daughter of DP David Klein. Correct. 
And so that's very – and that – my wife, who is a mother who got to watch the movie for the first time, like the whole time we were holding hands and, and you know, like holding each other because it's, it's, a, it's a gripping movie. But then she saw that and she just instantly retracted. It's like, oh, I don't like that. That's a child that's really scared. <laughs> oh, you have, you have no idea, Will. I mean, uh, when when we uh, broke uh, after that scene was filmed, people were running to Ivy, which didn't make it any better for poor little Ivy. Yeah, you know, because we were we were bringing juice boxes and we were finding stuffed animals, and you know, people were just bringing Ivy anything we could possibly imagine to bring her to try to to try to cheer her back up. Uh, yeah, but it was and I, heartbreaking. I, yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, I will say if you. Uh, if you go to one of the red screen, red state uh, uh, events, and somebody has not asked the question of the realistic performance of that child on screen, be the person to ask it because you will get a ten minute story that is just as as cruel as this sounds, given the context of what we're talking about, extremely entertaining. So, uh, so take that in, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm going to say. Well, James, uh, we got to wrap it up, man. It's time for your show, kind of. Very, very good, Joel. <laughs> I appreciate the lead. <laughs> My pleasure. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your uh, your weekend, as it were. And uh, thanks for the call, man. Thank you very much, John. You guys have a great weekend as well. And I'll talk to you soon. There you go. And don't forget, thanks, you James. can follow James. Uh, you can follow him on uh, Twitter. It's uh, you're still there, James. Give me your Twitter handle first of all. Sure, it's Jim's Sale. J I M Z S A I L. Jim's Sale. It's always that Z that gets me. But also, don't forget to follow Soundbite Nation on Twitter as well. Thank you very much, Will. We appreciate that. My pleasure, sir. Have a good one. You too. Bye, bye, guys. And Trent, uh, dude, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but we just ended up working the back 40 of this show like it wasn't nothing. Dude, that ain't, that's how we roll. You know, it ain't no thing but chicken wing, just a dangling on a string. Woo! <laughs> Woo! We're done, sir. This is it. Let's put this baby to bed. Yes. I, I'm sorry you got to spend the last 40 minutes not talking much. Shut the front door. My throat feels fantastic. You know, the really interesting, I, I, I gotta say though, technologically speaking, aside from the caller ID or the, the call waiting portion of it, uh, that little magic jack is a pretty good trick for people to use, isn't it? Well, see, and we've all seen the commercials on at like, you know, 3 a.m. on the Seafy channel. So yeah. we might as well just use it. Now, technically speaking too, if it, you know, and we can get away with it because we don't have what I would call a demanding phone based audience. Right. Uh, but technically speaking, we could do the exact same thing probably by just going with a paid Skype account and then just conferencing them in. And the only problem with that is I would be risking losing you if I accidentally hung up wrong. Which, let's be honest, wouldn't be that much of a loss. <laughs> uh, you beat yourself up too much, sir. <laughs> Uh, but you know, like I said, that's it for us this week. You got anything you want to plug, good man? Um, hey, if you want to know all about me, just go to about dot me slash Trent Hunsaker. Yes, and next week, I promise, a hundred percent guaranteed, we are going to get into. Hopefully, actually, you know what, Trent? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put out a challenge. We're gonna. This is unscripted, unrehearsed. This is not discussed. I don't know about you, Trent. I do know about you, Trent, actually. <laughs> Just not my birthday. Ah, I've made jokes about it myself. 
with me. But the truth is the fact that, you know, I've got to get back into a, a healthier lifestyle again. Yes. And I don't, yes. I don't say that, uh, because of anything else other than the fact that there are health issues that I have that have, that, that require me to do certain things. And I right. need to get back into those healthy habits. And you, Trent, you yourself want to do things for yourself and people can track that at lessofhim.blogspot.com. I'm going to put out a challenge right now. Trent. Okay. Today, Labor Day weekend, going into the roughest period, eating wise of the Winter, year. Winter football we're, season. We're coming into the, we're, we're coming into the worst. Trent, I want to throw out a challenge. Okay. We're going to have the NetHeads weight loss challenge. Oh. So what we're going to do is, and you're going to have a jump start on me, sir. You're going to have a right. jump start because you're already doing something. We're not going to talk about it now. Not, no, no, no. <laughs> you can go to lessofhim.blogspot.com to find out about it. We're not going to talk about it here, though. You're going to have a jump start on me. Right. We are officially, we're going to have an official weigh-in. Okay. 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 And you have a method to weigh yourself, right? Yes, At home. I do. Mm-hmm. We're going to have an official weigh-in. On the air next week. Awesome. I love it. Okay. And we will then decide what the time period is going to be, what the target percentage of, or, and we'll just do this. We'll do what the target date is and we're going to go percentage of weight loss because that's the okay. e- the best to ac- accurately track. Sure. Okay. Okay. And the only thing is we got to decide on the winner. Who, <laughs> what does the winner get? Does the winner get the ability to control the show? Uh, see, and I was I was hoping to just give cards to Carl's Jr. <laughs> wow, I really think you're missing the point. <laughs> but we're going to do that cuz I need a kick in the ass, Trent, and this Let's is do it, man. We've talked about like lessofhim.blogspot.com. I've myself, if you go to willwilkins.com and you go through the extensive archives of sporadic postings over the past couple years, um you will find that, you know, I myself have put it on front street. I'm like, look at this picture of big boy Will and big boy Will needs to lose weight. <laughs> and I'm going to make myself accountable right here in front of all of you people through the web where I have the ability not to post and have no accountability. But <laughs> we have a show now where we legitimately have listeners. Yes, yes, so, indeed. And this is the key, folks. It's not just a weight loss challenge between Trent and I. No. Oh, it is a challenge for you to keep us on track. Yeah, be berate us. Tell us how shitty we are. As a matter of fact, we need to set up rules that we will discuss on the next show. <laughs> okay, it's going to be like, like, like if we actually get food at a restaurant, we have to tweet the location. We have to. It's a rule. If you if you are discovered to have been in one and you didn't, disqualified. I'll even be willing to put out my bank statement minus the amount of money I actually have in it so that way you can see. I was just getting food for my dog. Yeah, right. Likely story. He loves fourth meal. My (laughs) that was. And by the way, I wanted to ask you about that because that did recently happen. A picture of it. Oh, he loves fourth meal. Like, I thought you just started something. What? I don't understand. Trent? Hasn't come in the mail yet. Ah, ha, ha, ha. maybe you don't have a jump start on me then, son. Oh, hell. But yeah, I need something too. And, and plus, I, and it's, it's not because, like I said, it's, 
you know, people, I'm not, I'm in no way trying to imply you have to do this, you have to do that. What you have to right. do is just be happy with yourself for whatever reasons. Right. And don't let anyone else influence you in any way about what you, this, that, and the other thing. I got bad knees. Every pound I lose is three pounds less of pressure. Done. Right, exactly. Yep. That's, that's, that's science. That's what yep. that is. I think. You can't argue with that. No. So that's it, folks. We're, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, wrap it up now. Uh, don't forget Soundbite Nation's on our six. Actually, you know what? I'm in control of the transmitter. <laughs> I have the ability. And so it's true. Doesn't matter. You're listening live or whatever. Uh, Soundbite Nation is still following us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I haven't been practicing the laugh. It's all in yeah. the laugh, and yeah. I just uh, kinda... that wasn't it. No, I mean, it, you know, it'll come. It'll Hopefully, come. yeah, it will. I, and I, okay, let me be clear. I don't, I'm not in control, but you know, I, no. like, I have the ability no. right now, so that's but mm. but you can. Yeah. So anyway, uh, until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got. I had to laugh because Von Cleef said, "Plus the meat hangover right after the less of him." Oh, that, oh, that was my birthday. <laughs> oh, meat hangover. I've had those. My and yes, and like I'm one to talk. I'm like, we need to do a challenge. We need to do this before the show. All American meal, folks. I had two foot longs and a half a beer. <laughs> so I wait. What the other half went in with the pot roast. That's the only reason why I had an open beer. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I'm not a drinker. Right. I'm not. I don't. It's fine. I'm not. You don't not, have to be. Don't you judge me. I'm not. No, I wouldn't. I, I never would. <laughs> oh, Trent. I don't know about you. I think until next time, I'm Will. And I'm Trent. And this has been another edition of NetHeads on Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. At Smodcast.com. I've got to have control of the board. NetHeads. Net File transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.